walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your boy. It's the hardest part of the ring. Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's. Hope everybody's having a great day, and if you are, well, it's about to be ruined by some 1996 ECW. We got ECW, Big Ass, Extreme Bash, 1996. Man, I feel like the biggest dildo just saying that name. (laughs) These ECW shows, they have some uh, interesting names, but... The bash is, uh, it's, it, it, the ass is big here on this bash, and it's extreme, you know, so. Can't sue them for slander, but, uh, yeah, this event, by the way, two-night event, two-night extravaganza. Some may say the most stupendous two-night ECW event to ever occur. Um, <laughs> but that being said, a lot to get into on this show uh if you if you like find this event on peacock basically what it is is like the whole thing is like two and a half hours i believe and the first 30 minutes are just highlights of the first night and then the next two hours are roughly the full show a lot of weird decisions a lot of weird producing decisions they made on this show but we'll get into it but um lots happening here and uh if, if any if this show's known for anything probably known for the final ECW match of Cactus Jack. That's right. We are done with Mick Foley and ECW, and he is off to the Fed to be mankind. So big moment there, and they treat it as a big moment, and some good stuff. He has a little match with Mikey Whipwreck that has some fun moments in it, but again, we'll get into it, but as far as what else happens on this on this event, uh, Raven, the ECW champion, has gout, but he still defends his title twice against Sandman and against Shane Douglas. We got uh, Rey Mysterio and Hoovitude go at it. We got uh, what else? Brian Pillman's back. He's all over the place, uh, and where where we're at in the timeline. This is right before his Hummer accident. So I believe we're building to a match that never happens as far as I understand. But um, yeah, pretty wacky stuff. A lot of flux in the wrestling 
uh, industry at this point. It's a very interesting time for wrestling. And we talk about it in the podcast, but there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of people jumping ship from one company to another. Very volatile uh, era in wrestling, so it's very interesting to cover. But we'll get into it. It has all the ECW-ness that you expect from ECW, and we have a good old time talking about it. And I have a good old time talking about it with my boy Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Returning to the show, always a good time with Nick. You can check him out and his co-host Keith. The Universal Wrestling Podcast, they, you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube and all that stuff. All their info will be in the description below. They cover the current era. They talk about the, the scuttlebutt, the major scuttlebutt that's happening in wrestling. Reviews, previews, predictions, uh, two boys, one cup. They do it all on the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Also a part of the Bloodline Network network of great podcasts a lot of former guests of the apron bump so i suggest you check out bloodlinenetwork.com for uh, all of your needs check out uwpod.com check the description follow them on all the socials follow me on all the socials while you're at it apron bump twitter tiktok instagram myspace um what else are we plug in what else are we plug in ecw you like ecw hell you just love this era of wrestling. You can go to apronbump.com. You can go to the episodes tab and you can filter down to whatever promotion or era you'd like to hear me recap. You can binge away and you can you can select ECW and that'll bring you to all of the ECW shows I've covered in chronological order, starting from their very first extreme championship wrestling show in 1994. And I've worked my way up until now. Uh, where are we? April of 1996. You can also select Wrestling Wars of the 90s, and that'll take you to all the WWF, WCW, and ECW, covering this all in one timeline to get the entire story. It's amazing. Well, amazing is not the word for it. It's actually a big bag of shit uh, for the most part, but you want to know exactly how I feel about this show. You want to know exactly how I feel about this era. Well, you better hold your britches and stay tuned for the end of this podcast where the hardest promotion of 1996 battle continues, where we will look at the show and see if anything on this show represents the best or the worst up to this point in 1996. We will grade this show. We'll compare it against what WCW and WWF are doing at this point. And we'll do that. Stick around. It's a good old time. The winner, who by the time we reach the end of 1996, whoever has... The most points, I will purchase a championship belt of that company. And so high stakes and medium stakes. Um, how do you guys like your steaks cooked? If you say well done, just turn this shit off and never listen to me again. But that being said, but listen to this one, actually. ECW, big ass, extreme bash, 1996. With myself and Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Dude, this fucking paper. Was this even considered a pay-per-view? Do you, hold this? on. Do you have a stack of physical notes for this show? Yes. I love you. I want to make love to you. Um, but yes, this was a show. Um, thoughts before we get into anything? Yeah. I mean, it was just, I don't even want to say okay show. I mean, there was uh, a few high points. 
Obviously, yeah. uh, Cactus Jack, obviously Guerrera and Rey Mysterio. That match was really fun to watch. Um, other than that, man, I just it was cool. It was a cool farewell for Cactus mm-hmm. Jack, and I I think he deserved it. It's just I don't know. They could have done better, but it's ECW. This is what ECW is. A lot of shenanigans, a lot of fanfare, a lot of just stupid shit that really doesn't make sense, but it's enjoyable. It's entertaining, you know, yeah. but that's, that's ECW. That's what we got here. Um, just an okay show. High points, Ray, really mm-hmm. cool. And it's also cool to see like that now, that then in 96 and then, you know, Nitro, and uh, right. you know, what what that ha- what happened with the, the cruiserweights? I mean, Guerrera again, Rey Mysterio. That was really mm-hmm. cool to see. It's like a you know they're painting a picture. They're getting ready, similar to uh, Cactus Jack. He's getting ready for the, the yeah. big time. So I guess yeah, ECW is ECW. You gotta love it for what it is. But the show was just I don't know a three hour raw, you know something like that. Just blah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big transition era for wrestling because this is like right before the NWO and we're kind of in the middle of like the new generation era. There's a lot of there's a lot of people flipping back and forth between companies. Like you said, Cactus Jack, this is his last show. He'll be debuting as Mankind like the next week or something. You got um, Bam Bam Bigelow just came to ECW. You got Brian Pillman's here, but he's about to leave. But there's a whole thing with that. Um, New Jack. Yeah, New Jack. Um, how familiar are you with this era of ECW? Did you watch like growing no, up no. at all? No, I was six at the time, and I never got, <laughs> never went back to watch it. I watch it like for shit yeah. like this. Um, but era. other than that, no. I mean, I know what ECW is. I know it. I, I got what I, you know, what what we, uh, the show that I watched for this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was going to get into. So yeah. It's ECW, but no, I'm not familiar. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, we probably have the same frame of reference because like you, I never I never watched it. I think we're, yeah. we're, we're like a similar age. So but I've seen all the documentaries and I've seen a few matches oh, here and there. But um, now I'm in it and now I've seen pretty much every show since uh, Extreme yeah. Championship Res- Wrestling has started. And there are a lot of things about ECW that are like wearing on me like it's like oh god another new jack match and like every new jack match is the same but there there's also some like you said a lot of high points on this show and i felt myself because a lot of times with shows it's like the last thing you see is like how you feel about the show no matter how good the rest of the show was and i did not (laughs) the last match did not put a good taste in my mouth we'll get to it but yeah not even the the match before like the championship match just yeah I i mean like you said we'll get into it but it's just uh but I mean, overall, like looking back at it, there are some I think I think it's a decent show, um, even though it's we. So this this event, it's a two night event. Big ass extreme bash, which, by the way, great name, yeah. great name for a wrestling program. Yep. Um, but we didn't see the entire two nights. They showed highlights of the first night. So like 30 or 40 minutes worth of highlights and then the entire second night, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, what What did you think about how they put that together? Because for me, I feel like it made certain, like, for example, Ray versus Juventude. They had the same exact match both nights. So yes. the second by the second match, I was kind of over it. So I feel yeah. like that kind of hindered my viewing experience because I actually went back and watched that match. 
like yeah. for a second time, just like just that match in a bubble. And I enjoyed it way more the second time I watched it. So what did you think about how they did it? Like highlights and then a, a full show. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, a house show. You go, you test things out. And I feel like that's what they did in New York. That's where the first show was. And then obviously, you know, voila, yeah. Philadelphia is the second show. Um, it just, yeah. Same thing, man. It just, it was uh, something because I, I did a uh, ECW review with Mike De Niro, the wrestling DeLorean, mm-hmm. and it's similar to that episode where it was just like 10 minutes of just like, what is this? Like, you're so confused. Yeah. You don't know what it is. And then, it, okay. yeah, they didn't like lay it out. They weren't like, no, here are some highlights. It was just like Sandman with a cane. And then it's yeah. cut, cut, cut to different things. And then it's like, OK, yep. I guess it's a full show now. Yeah, just odd. But again, they have to put this shit together. It's not live. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the idea. You know, it was yeah. before the, you know, two nights of WrestleMania. So Heyman had that, baby. He was <laughs> thinking about it. So you're saying Heyman is the reason yeah. that we now have two nights of WrestleMania. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I just thought it was confusing. Like, and did they even need to show it? Like, what was the point? I guess... Back in 96, you watched both nights. I don't know if night one was ever on TV. I mean, why not just have both nights in full? You yeah. Know what I mean, or like do like a five minute video package of the first night because the way they Confusing. did it, it, yeah. made, it felt I felt like I blew my load and then I had to have sex again. So it's like it kind of there you it, go. It, it I was, was waiting like for, <laughs> waiting for that one. You saw you saw me edging. Yep. So I was like kind of fatigued when I went into but. Well, well, it's still, it didn't ruin the yeah, show. It's not bad mouth in the pay-per-view. Come on, bro. It can it suck my asshole. It's it? a, um, no. What is the, this? It's a, what is this? It's, yeah. um, the, so their first pay-per-view isn't until 1997. So 97. this is just a, uh, like a VHS release, I guess. Nice. Uh, obviously a live event, but yeah, not, not a live pay-per-view by any means. No. And I'll they would stop use calling it a pay-per-view then. I call it a pay-per-view. It's it's <laughs> just you can call it a PLE if you want. If yeah, you grab there it. you go. But um, so they do have a TV show at this point, and generally on their TV show they show highlights of these events. So not not only is it a VHS release, but it's also content for their TV show that they have for the next few weeks. So they split it up or whatever. Um, but uh, we'll just glaze over the first night as they yeah, did. Let's do that on on the cock or whatever. I didn't really. Um, I mean, I only watched 15 minutes of the 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. well, like you said, a lot of stuff repeats, but we'll, we'll, we'll t- t- touch on some things. I, I do. I do appreciate because you said you knew what you were getting into with DCW. I do appreciate how they just it starts and immediately it's just Sandman hitting people with a cane. Just no yeah. context. We don't know who's in the match. We don't know what's no. going on it, at this point it is it's kind of been a theme. This is how they generally start their shows. Yeah, they, they put on just a shitty jobber match in the beginning. That's not particularly exciting or important. And then they just have Sandman interrupt it and cane everybody. And everybody loves it, though. Sandman's oh super over. I mean, everything. I mean, just every time he drinks a beer, every time he walks, every time he just anything, every any movement, the crowd just eats it up. Right. That's that's Sandman. That's that's what I think of when I think of Sandman. Just like such a um a lovable character as much as he's, you know, a dipshit. That's probably an alcoholic, you know, is Sandman from New Jersey. <laughs> I don't know. I'll both say, I think you got, I think you relate to him. I think that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. You, you are Sandman. Yeah. You are Sandman. I could be, could be his son. 
you know what now that you mention it i could see it yeah but we'll, we'll dive into that later yeah um but then um then it just cuts to joey styles yeah he's in the middle of the ring there are uh, chance by the way when sandman like was done caning people there's huge ecw chance which is fun they're really gaining gaining steam as a brand at this point and then it cuts to a different segment where joey styles is in the ring and they're still chanting ecw and joey he introduces shane douglas who comes out yeah he's cutting a promo not really Looks saying great. a lot. He, he's yeah. a handsome fella. Definitely. Yeah. He looks like a wrestler, whereas yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people on this show do. Oh, yeah. uh, but Brian Pillman is in the crowd. They keep cutting to him as well. Um, Brian Pillman, he debuted at the last show, I believe it was. And him and Shane Douglas had a, had some beef. Like Shane doesn't want him here. He thinks he's just like a like a spy from WCW base because Brian yeah. Pillman wasn't WCW real life got fired, but they're kind of doing like a ECW versus WCW thing here. Um, long story short, Shane <laughs> goes over to him. Who's in the crowd. He's in the first row. Brian apparently has a ticket because they kicked him out at the last show, but Brian Pillman has a ticket and he's antagonizing Shane Douglas and Shane's yeah. like, Hey, you come over here or I'm going to come over there. And then Shane like charges at him. And then Brian Pillman throws his cousin and his cousin's baby yeah. in front of him to block him. And then he like throws him out of the way and then he hits Shane and then they scuffle. And then it's like 15 minutes of a pull apart, which is whatever. I mean, I don't know. Did, you, did, did, did this get you hype for a Shane Douglas, Brian Pillman match? You know what? The the promos leading mm-hmm. up to it, like you said, it's kind of like ECW where it's just like all over the place. Yeah. But when you're first watching it, you're like, oh, shit, you know, I know this guy. You know, this guy's good. He, Like you said, he was in WCW before. And now he actually got fired. He's here. And it's just like you kind of want to believe that it's real as yeah. in like it's, you know, like the whole thing with Scott Hall and, you know, he, he appears and it's like, holy shit, is he still with WWE? That's kind of mm-hmm. how I feel with this situation. You knew what you were going to get with this. And it was just. You know what it is, too? They they say that Heyman's a genius. And maybe this is what he was doing. He was working the kinks out before becoming, you know, what he is now. But it's just everything was just thrown together, man. I just, yeah. again, I know the names. I know the story. I know the backstory. This segment was just like, oh, good shit. But what the hell just happened, you know? And to even add to the confusion, yeah. that's only like half the segment because it like bleeds into the next one. Yeah. So like Shane Douglas, they like drag Shane to the back to keep him, keep him away from Brian Pillman. And then all of a sudden, Bill Alfonso comes out. Yeah. who has nothing to do with this. He's blowing his whistle. He's Dude. like, calm down, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like his whistle? It's just every fucking second. <laughs> he, he had a match at the last yeah. show. And every time he would throw a strike, he would blow his whistle. He'd like, it's yeah. great. It's good stuff, pal. Um, But so <laughs> Todd Gordon comes out who uh, at this point, he's the manager of Taz. So Bill Alfonso comes out and uh, gets in the face of Todd Gordon, which Todd Gordon is the kayfabe, like owner of ECW. And uh, he's obviously out there because he was helping with the pull apart between Pillman and Douglas. Bill Alfonso comes out. He's like, he's screaming something. I can't really understand what he's saying. Um, But they don't like each other. There's like a power struggle there. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But uh, they start going at it. Bill Alf- or, uh, Todd Gordon gives Bill Alfonso like a shitty German suplex and they start going at it. Hands start getting thrown. 
yeah. Taz comes out to make the save. And um, then out comes Bam Bam Bigelow. This everybody just keeps coming out. Um, who him and Taz are in a feud right now. Bam Bam just debuted. And uh, Bam Bam makes the save, I guess, because Taz and Alfonso were ganging up on Todd. And then Taz hits him in the head with a chair, yep. but has no effect because he is a big tattooed boy. And uh, Taz and Bill Alfonso run away. So, yeah, a lot going on here, like you said. Yeah, but, just uh, a lot, man. Just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. But um, then it cuts to the middle. Another of, cut. <laughs> and like it cuts to a, like the middle part of a Jericho versus Cactus Jack yeah. match. And it just cuts to uh, Cactus giving Jericho a pile driver for a two counts. And then he yep. goes to give Jericho a power bomb. But Jericho counters into a German suplex with a bridge for the win. So Chris Jericho, I believe this isn't his first match, I don't believe, but he's he's still fresh in ECW. So yeah. really big for him to beat a legend. Even at this point, he's a legend, Cactus Jack. So um, I don't know if he's if Jericho's in ECW for too long, but you're you were talking about the cruiserweight division earlier, and this yeah. is like a really setting the stage for that indirectly. But um what do you think of little babyface Jericho here. Yeah. I mean, he's entertaining. He looks great too. He, he looks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. He sells great. He, it's just, this is another thing too. All these guys are just, you know, getting ready for the big league. So they're just trying to do whatever they take, they can to mm-hmm. prove to Vince, to Eric, whoever that they are, you know, the next big thing. And that's what Jericho's doing right now. You can see it. He's just carving out his, you know, whatever he's going to be in the next two or three mm-hmm. years. And that's what I guess you do with ECW. I mean, you can go back to Stone Cold. He was getting ready for the promos, drinking the beers, getting, you know. That's a good point. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Attitude Era Austin. He was building that, growing that that character. And I think that's what Jericho was doing. Just, you know, putting the, the puzzle pieces together before going to the big leagues. Great. Like I said, looks like a million bucks, talks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Every move he performed, even if it was uh, the first night or the second night, um, just with ease i mean it's just he's ready you could tell yeah yeah and they did like eddie did the same thing he yep. came in ecw for a bit and then now he's in wcw he at worked, this point you know? yeah D- dean malenko chris benoit they all did the same thing so chris jericho is kind of following that. that oh i'm sorry redacted chris redacted yeah. did the same thing <laughs> now i have that sound bite to use just for whenever good use uh, it and then it cuts to the middle of a mikey Whipwreck versus cut. taz like I said, we're just we're, it's, it glazes over the first yeah. night, probably a little it's too long it over, baby. Then it should have. But uh, I'll put my glaze all over it. Yeah. Uh, Taz just kills Mikey Whipwreck. Big suplex yep. drops him on his head. Taz mission taps out. Uh, but Taz won't release it because he's a piece of shit, I guess. Uh, yeah. Bam Bam makes the save. Continuing this feud. Um, yeah. Bill, uh, Alfonso comes in to try to stop Bam Bam and Bam. Goes after Alfonso. He like picks him up, holds him over his head. And this allows Taz to clip him in the knee and locks the Taz mission on the Bam Bam Bigelow. And then the entire locker room will like the jobbers come out to try to stop this, to try to get him off of Bam Bam. But Alfonso's there. Alfonso has a chair. He's like beating away these jobbers with the chair. And then so further in that, I appreciate that. But um, then it cuts. Another cut. (laughs) <laughs> the end of uh, I guess it was a a Dudley Boys versus Headhunter, the Headhunters. Yeah. Um, the Dudleys yep, represented right. by Bubba 
Bubba and dances with Bubba's Dudley. a big boy now. He a big boy. Dude, yeah. Bubba's Bubba's super over too. Yeah. Uh, everybody oh, loves love Bubba. Him. The stuttering stuff, the stuttering yep. power bomb is his finisher. I don't know if you caught that, but like, uh, yep, uh, yep. Oh, and it's so good. And Big Dick like gets in there a few weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Wardlow Ward is the new Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> that's that's what everybody says. Connecting the dots. We're right connecting here. them. On We're the apron them. bump. That's what we do here. We connect Bubba's. Bubba. Uh, so the headhunters, they're like double teaming on Bubba. And then what a great name, too. What? Headhunters. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? They, they hunt heads, man. Yeah, what okay. Um, but uh, what happens here? Bubba, I guess, rolls up one of the headhunters to win. So the Dudleys win. The head, yeah. It's the headhunters' first loss in ECW, which you would oh, feel like wow. that would be a big moment. But it's just like a five-second uh, little, little clip here. Um, and Damian Kane, another yes. cut, uh, who's the manager of uh, the headhunters, who's, by the way, I don't know if you heard Joey Styles. He's the godfather of pro wrestling. There you uh, go. This Damian Kane, I'm sure you, we all know that. Um, calls out the gangsters, the team of Mustafa and New Jack. But previously, in the last show, New Jack yeah. was locked up in a Atlanta prison. So Mustafa comes out and is like, oh, Joey's like, oh, Mustafa's going to take him on his own. And then out comes New Jack. Yep. New Jack's out of prison, hits the headhunters with chairs. And this kind of sets up the main event of night two. But uh, <laughs> I put a note here. What the hell is going on? Because it yeah. feels like everything's just bleeding right into the other. It's 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 very jarring when watching this, especially when you don't understand like that they're doing highlights of the first night yeah it just seemed like they were getting ready for philadelphia and they did you know the house show in mm -hmm. new york and you know trying things out and seeing what would work i mean a lot of guys that you named we're going to see in night two so yeah i just think it was you know let's test it out let's get some money let's go to new york let's sell some tickets and then we'll go home and mm -hmm. uh do this i was going to say pay-per-view again but you know this Might as well be. Some pe people are paying to view it in the, in the arena. Yeah. So, yep. So just feeling out process. I feel like. So uh, Ray Mysterio cuts to Ray Mysterio and Juventude Guerrera feeling each other out. Two out of three falls match, which we will see in night two. But yeah, a few God highlights from their night one version. And um, the one. Not not a lot of things that we don't see in the second night, but. It's yeah, a little a little tease, I guess. Yeah, let's wait for the second match. And then it comes. Then it cuts again. God, I guess it's Raven, the ECW champion versus Sandman cuts right to Raven just beating up Sandman yeah. in the head with a steel chair. Uh, shirtless Sandman fights back. They fight on the outside a little bit. There's chairs. I mean, it's ECW. You know where you're getting. Yeah. This sounds um, really familiar. There's, I mean, there's cat, there's cat fights. Kimono mm -hmm. Wanalea, who's with Raven, is fighting yes. Missy Hyatt, who's with Sandman. Cactus Jack's here. Stevie Richards is in. What? Super Kick. Blue Meanie's here. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness. Meanie, Stevie's face gets shoved <laughs> into Meanie's grundle. And then all of this, the dust, the dust settles. There you and go. then now it's just Sandman versus Raven. Sandman walks to the back and grabs a piece of barricade, yeah. throws it in the ring, and they fight in the ring a little bit. And eventually Raven is able to DDT Sandman on the barricade and gets the win. So 
Raven fighting with a little injury here. Yeah. A little foot injury. The gout is what they say he has. Is that what it was? I don't know if that's actually what he had, oh. but he's definitely well, has that, an injury. That of some shit can sort. be tough, you know? What is gout? I meant I to don't look know. that I up. I think if, if you don't drink enough water, something happens. You know? It could be painful. My uh, former uh, coworker had it. It's a. He would drink cranberry juice or something. What an asshole. Yeah, he um, was an asshole. Fuck you. No, I'm kidding. It is. It didn't say. It's, arth, it's like arthritis. It's like a, I guess, an acute version of arthritis. It like That's just comes what I said, and goes. Yeah. Pain, swelling, redness, tenderness. Man. Yep. What a, what a time. So Raven's fighting with gout, and he will continue to have gout in the main, or yeah. one of the last matches of night two. And but, then gonorrhea. And then, okay. <laughs> Speaking of gonorrhea. Yeah. I don't really have anything, but now we're at night two. Night two, yes. Now, now like, the full show starts. Yep. Um, we got more gangsters. So we got this promo from New Jack. I didn't. Dude. I didn't. I didn't note everything he said just because I was so focused on like yeah. watching and him and can. listening to him. Yeah. You know what was interesting about this? So they would. It was confusing why they chose to censor certain things, but not other things. Like Shane Douglas called somebody a piece of shit. Yeah. And they bleeped out shit. Yeah. But my God, New Jack said no short of a hundred f bombs. And this yeah. promo, <laughs> he even said the R word too. Yeah, it's yeah. um, the new Jack and, it, and it was on Peacock. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, like they must have missed that one. Yeah, it's quite a lot to miss. It here, was but. just nuts, but like you said, I was glued to my TV. You know, it was just a new Jack promo, and that's what you get out of him. You know, doesn't and, have to be politically correct. No. It's just who you he is. That's you don't want it to be. I mean, if, yeah. it, if it was politically correct, I mean, it wouldn't be good, probably. Yeah, from New we wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, a fan wouldn't storm the ring to try to rape him if he wasn't New Jack. Um, but that's what happens Dude. here. Some lady storms yeah. the ring and jumps on him and security has to pull her off. And everybody's because she's a, yeah. a rather attractive lass, which is kind of out of place yeah. for ECW. But New Jack is like, ah, bring her back, you know, uh, for sex or whatever. But then uh, New Jack grabs the mic. He reminisces about his time in prison. He says, man, I was sitting in there. I could be beating somebody's fucking ass if I wasn't in jail. Now I'm looking at the motherfucking TV. It's a quote. Um, basically he's saying he's good. watching like, the last show is his, his boy Mustafa is getting beat up. And he I guess he was able to watch it and in jail. Yeah. So it was good for him, I guess. Um, great promo. I should clip it and put it somewhere because it is just yeah. art. And um, which is what you want to say, you know, as an ECW guy, F Vince, F Eric, you know, you know, WCW. This is where the big boy play big boys play. It's just that's what you want. Extreme promo out of New Jack on an ECW paper. God damn it. Said it again on an ECW show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to to your point, because in, in ECW at this point, there's a lot of storylines that revolve around WCW and WWF. You have like, oh, you're going to WWF? Well, you get out of here. And then there's people like coming from WCW. New Jack's like, I don't care who's where. This is ECW. Like you said, this is where the big motherfuckers play or whatever you said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Good, good real motherfuckers. Um, Damien Kane, the godfather of pro wrestling, as Joey Styles repeatedly says, uh, the manager of the Headhunters. He comes out and he's like, hey, gangsters, 
why don't you let me manage you? And New Jack's like, nah. And then New Jack's like, I want a three-way with us versus you guys versus uh, who else? Oh, because the gangsters were scheduled to face Sandman and Scorpio yeah. in the main event. And he's like, no, why don't you join and make it a three-way? And then that's what the main event is. So uh, setting up the main event, which is yeah. some good stuff, pal. Um, but uh, now we get... Not, not really a proper match, even. Uh, we got JT Smith versus yeah. Axel Rotten. So the Italian stallion, JT Smith. Are you familiar at all with either of these fellas? JT Smith. Isn't he what's-his-face? Probably. Um, I don't know. No, no I'm not. I want to hear your guess. I have my effing notes, and now I watch it. <laughs> I don't even think I watched this match. The JT Smith? JT if you blinked, Smith. you would have missed it. Yeah. Um, but give it to me. What do you so got? These guys were partners for a little bit. Miscommunication. Now they don't like each other. Simple backstory, but JT Smith, his whole thing is now he's like a purebred Italian. And eventually the uh, the full blooded Italians start surrounding That's him. What I was thinking. Which we get a little nugget actually in a later match that I'll bring up. But um, it cuts to JT's entrance and. There's actually another a cut match because J- it shows JT coming out and then it cuts and it's just him beating on Axel in the middle of the ring. And then JT ends up winning with a low blow and a roll up with his feet on the ropes. So that dastardly JT Smith gets the win yep. here. But I, I guess you missed this one. Yeah, I did. Well, go back and watch it. It's it's yeah. worth your time. Three, three and a half stars, at least for sure. That's what you gave it. No, it was uh, okay. not even a match. It was probably like five seconds. Um, but speaking of the full-blooded Italians, we get a little appearance from little Guido here. Yes, that's as, who I was thinking of. But he's going by the name Damien Stone. So it's Damien Stone and El Puerto Ricano versus the Bad Crew, the team of Dog and Rose. So... Uh, it made me laugh in the beginning because the, so Damien and El Puerto, they come out. The bad crew makes their entrance. El Puerto Ricano goes for a suicide dive onto both of them, but they yeah. just get out of the way and they don't even bother like beating up on them. They just continue to go into the ring and fight Damien. So um, the, the, the match, I mean, the, the people involved yeah. in this match are not the story here because Brian Pillman comes out. Yeah. And he has a football player with him, like a boat swain. Are you familiar? Harry no, boat swain. He was a big dude. Let me I think he was wearing was he wearing an Eagles jersey? Something. He's an Eagles player. Oh, he is? What's his what's his first name? Harry Eagles NFL Boat Swain. Harry Boat Swain. There we Harry. go. Harry. Uh not not a big, big Harry boy. Boat Swain guy. Yeah, he's a big guy. No. no. Never <laughs> heard of him. So I, for whatever reason, Pillman is with boat sway and i guess he's like his bodyguard of some sort yeah i think that's what it was that's what it looked like and they also got like some agents with him so he's got like a little brian pillman's got like an entourage around him yeah he gets in there pillman does he has a cane and he beats everybody up with his cane so i guess the match is over and uh grabs the mic calls out joey styles joey comes to the ring and Pillman cuts a promo. He's kind of saying nothing. He's just kind of, he's just kind of being yeah. Brian Pillman. He's Shane, like mumbling too. I think, yeah, he's yeah. he's not well. He's not no. well. No. <laughs> Shane Douglas comes out. We get kind of the same promo that he cut in the first night. 
Yeah. And um, he's trying to like solidify that it's ECW versus WCW, but it's not. Pillman runs away. Big ECW chance. Yep. Shane Douglas rips his shirt off because he's so pissed. And then he grabs the mic. He's like, yeah, fuck you, Hogan. That was easy. Yeah. And, uh, but it doesn't really like rip. It's kind of like still like hanging. It's just, yeah, I mean, it was close right. enough though. Right. Yeah. Um, I guess the big Pillman is a pussy chance from the ECW crowd. So Shane Douglas is getting the people behind him. So I guess it's working to some extent, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What'd you think of this in comparison to their, first encounter on the first night it, was kind of, it felt yeah, kind of similar i think the the first night just made a little more sense than this you know yeah, it was it just seemed like again they're putting shit together does it stick okay this makes sense you got two big names here you bring in joey styles kind of like uh you know the mediator there and uh-huh. it just i don't know i don't want to say it fell flat but it didn't get me like i wasn't intrigued you know i wasn't ready for the next you know part of the storyline yeah. And uh, it's interesting because I don't actually think they end up having a match because this is when Brian Pillman crashes his Hummer and then gets like put into a coma. Oh. He fucks up his leg. So this is like it's like pretty soon after this, I think. So yeah. this all kind of leads to nothing, which makes it even better. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I did. Um, I did like the entourage. I thought that was cool. You know, for him to be in the ring and have guys in there, like kind of like, you know, not protecting him, but right. his, you know, posse. I thought that showed a little, you know, cocky um, persona. It had potential. Um, yeah. You know, I do like when Pillman, he ran away. He like jumped over the barricade and oh, Ice yeah, Boat Swain yeah, yeah. caught him. And he just like ran with him like on his back. Yeah. Basically, it was hilarious. The visual. But um, yeah, well, Damien Stone, though. And if yeah. nothing else, got a little, little, little Guido, a little Nunzio in this. So it wasn't all for naught. But uh, we get another match that's kind of a highlight cut match. We get uh, the ECW tag team titles are on the line. We got the Eliminators, the champions versus the team of Bubba Ray Dudley and Hack Myers. Um, I mean, my only note here was the Dudleys are super over. And um, I can't. Yeah, it, there wasn't a lot to this. They just kind of cut to a few key moments in here, like in the yeah. beginning when the Eliminators, they attack the other Dudleys that were ringside. And then uh, Big Dick gets in there and he canes both of the Eliminators with his cane, uh, snaps it in half. And then it cuts to the middle of the match where Bubba's going for his stuttering powerbomb. Perry Saturn of the Eliminators, he counters it. And then the Eliminators hit the total elimination onto Hack Myers for the win. So the Eliminators retain their titles. But, I mean, it felt like a match that could have had potential if it was good. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe it sucked. Maybe that's why they cut it. But I don't know what you think of this. Yeah, I mean, what you said about Bubble, he's over, man. I think the whole Dudley family, and you'll see that going in the next year, they they just keep growing, man. Fandom is just, it's a gap it's just out the window. It's just, that's, that's ECW. That's what it's all about. Like I said, fan interaction. That's what the Dudley boys, that's what the Dudley family bring to ECW. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just seemed like, again, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know if they really had an idea, but let's get some names out there and let's, uh, you know, 
get Bubba over or something like that. I don't know what it was. Maybe they did cut it. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be that short, but it just seemed like something was missing. Maybe a African-American gentleman to get the tables for him. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. Well, yeah. I, I, bl- I believe he debuts at the next show. Devon. Does. Okay. I could be wrong yeah. on that, but it's it's soon if not. But um, what do you think of the Eliminators? I know it didn't, you didn't yeah. really get a, a huge snapshot of them here, but no. do you, are you familiar with them at all? John Cronus and Perry Saturn. Oh, Perry Saturn. Absolutely. Yeah. They're a great tag team. Yeah. Great tag team. Very, very yeah. innovative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perry's just, again, one of those guys. He's just trying to, you know, do what he needs to do to get out of here. He looked great too. He really oh, yeah. did. They had chemistry though. Were they, do you know anything? Were they tagging for a while? Um, I don't know how long at this point they've been tagging, but they had to have been tagging for a while. Cause yeah. like you said, they have great chemistry, you their double team it. moves yeah. and they would go on to tag for a while, basically until Perry left for WCW, I think for Moppy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Things maybe went downhill yeah. for old Perry, but, um, I mean, this is probably, this is arguably the peak Perry Saturn of his career with John Cronus as his yeah. partner. So, but, um, how many Dudleys can you name? Yeah. Bubba, Dick, um, I guess Devon, right? We can yeah, consider sure. um, Spike, but he wasn't called Spike then. I think it was Little Spike, I believe. Little Spike, yeah. Yeah. It's LSD. Is there like Grandpa? <laughs> Maybe. Or something? I, I think so, yeah. At this point, that has not been introduced, if no. that is a thing. But there's a Chubby Dudley, who was Chubby. ringside. You got Dances with Dudley. Who was in the first match? You got uh, signed guy Dudley, and uh, I think that's it. I'm probably missing some, but yeah, there's a shit ton of. I guess when they get into the later years, there's just an entourage. I'm telling you, man, that's it's something I always look forward to when I turn on these ECW shows. So they're doing something yeah, right. You don't know what you're gonna get. That's why it's fun to watch. There's always gonna be a new Dudley popping up. But, yeah. uh This next match, which I guess is like the first like <laughs> legitimate match. That we've yeah. covered so far. We got half of the AEW Rampage commentary team going at it here. Oh, we yeah. got Taz versus Chris Jericho. Hooey. So Chris Jericho, like I said, new to ECW. Yeah. But uh the crowd's chanting Lionheart, so they're obviously familiar with his stuff in like Mexico, Japan, and stuff. So a uh, indie darling in the old days, Chris Jericho was. So um Taz, they're still building up Taz as like yeah. a dominant monster. He's he's been squashing people left and right. Yeah. And this feels like his first like legitimate back and forth match that he's had since his repackage. But what what do you think of this little little deal here? Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, they're building to this and they don't want to show weakness from either Jericho or Taz. So you put them together and it just was a great match. I mean, you could see why they move on to, you know, um, the bigger companies. It's just, yeah. it was, you know, after just the 30 minutes of the, you know, of the first night, then you got new Jack and you got the tag teams and you got things that just don't make any sense. This, this helped. This is one of the highlights of uh night. Of fresh air. Just a good match. Like just a, a, not a great match, not a WrestleMania crazy, you know, five star match. It was just a good match. And, they're just, again, I'm going to keep saying this. They're going to be repetitive. They're just working to the next, you know, step in their career. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it was a banger, but it was an average match that I would, you know, watch any day of the week. I enjoyed yeah. it. 
I mean, you could argue this is the best match of the yeah. entire event both nights. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, to your point, you can tell like the stars stand out in this in this show. You could like tell I get we have hindsight, but you can yeah. tell these guys were destined for good things. But um, Jericho, he's getting all his offense in all the classic Jericho stuff. The yes. Springboard drop kicks and hits the lion salt. He uh, counters a back or a top rope back suplex lands on his feet. So he's getting some impressive stuff in. Yeah. In this match. But he's Taz, getting it in. He's getting the shit in, pal. Uh, but Taz eventually grabs hold of him, hits some suplexes, hits a half and half suplex that drops Jericho right on his neck. Uh, the ref even <laughs> calls for the bell. He's like, yeah. nah, he can't continue. But then Jericho's like, no, no, I can continue. And then the ref's like, well, that's all the proof I need. So he rings the bell again to restart the match. And then uh, Taz just suplexes him again. German suplex yeah. again, drops him on his head and then locks in. The Taz mission chokehold for the win. So Jericho passes out, but Taz again will not relinquish, go, re yeah. relinquish the hold. And again, the entire locker room comes out to try to pull him off, to try to pull <laughs> this five foot four dude yeah. off of Jericho. And um, Pillman comes out. I feel like every other segment Pillman's yeah, in. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> he's, he's a loose cannon, Nicholas. Yeah, I don't know if you there heard. There you go. Because uh, Pillman and Jericho are friends. They're both for, you know, from the Heart Dungeon, so they have a the little tie yeah. there. So I the think idea... Style mentions that, too. Exactly, yeah. So it's basically putting over the idea that Pillman's here to, like, save Jericho. But it's funny because Pillman runs, rushes to the ring. Taz sees him. He lets go of Jericho. Taz grabs one of the jobbers, drops him on his head with a German suplex. Yeah. Brian Pillman says... Whoop, never mind. And then he leaves. <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah. this. So I do like that. Making Taz yeah. look like a monster and intimidating type of guy. And then Pillman runs away and then runs into another jobber in the aisle way and gives him a suplex on the concrete for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but he's a loose cannon, as we mentioned. And then uh, out comes Shane Douglas. It's just like a revolving door of people yeah. coming in and out. Uh, comes in, runs away. Pillman with a chair. And then, uh, oh, no, this is the part where Pillman runs away through the, the crowd, actually. But, um, yeah, so, but Taz and Jericho was the lead up to that. Yes. And uh, good stuff, though. Good stuff from both yeah. guys, I thought. And I feel like Taz is just, he's he's not as big as he, he is in the next, you know, couple years. I think he's getting there, you know? Yeah. I as mean, in size, too. Mass, like muscle, too. He, seem, he still seems like a little guy there. He's lean, like, it looks for like, sure, yeah. Yeah, Jericho's, like, bigger than him. But a few years later, dude. He's just like the Tasmanian, you know, devil. No, he was. The ta he, yeah. was the, he was the Tasmaniac. And he had like the long oh, hair. Yeah. He had that, the tassels. Yeah. So now yeah. we're like, I don't know how long. I guess he's been t Taz for a while now, but still yeah. building up that, that newish character for him. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but after that, we got the second round of the two out of three falls. We got Rey Mysterio versus oh, yes. Hoofentude Guerrera. So, like I said, the first time I watched it, I had watched it all in one sitting, or at least like this portion of it. I'd watched the highlights of their first match, and then I watched this match all in one sitting. And the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't know, I couldn't get into it. It was like impressive stuff. Like I could like acknowledge that, yeah. but it was for whatever reason it didn't really grip me. But then I watched it a second time, isolated, and I enjoyed it a whole lot more. Um, 
I mean, you know, you're getting with these guys, they're exactly. Lucha, Lucha stuff, but with the extreme kind of undertones because they, they're in ECW and they know like with a crowd that they're wrestling for. So um, I really enjoy this match. What about you? Yeah, I agree. And I think, again, this is a match, you knew, you know, maybe if hindsight's 2020, you know who these two are, but um, going back and watching this. Yeah, it was, it wasn't hard to get into, but it's just like, where's the action? I mean, the action was in the ring, obviously, and they were doing incredible moves and it was really, um, I don't know. I don't want to say like boring, but it just, it didn't grab my attention. Maybe when they went outside and did all that, Mm -hmm. we'll get to that. I don't want to get there, but yeah, I think again, they're just working, you know, they're, they're getting ready for the next step to in their career. Um, a great match. I thought it was interesting. Like to your point, I think maybe the reason it was, was, if maybe you felt it was kind of boring in the beginning, like the first half of it, at least they were doing a lot of power moves. Like Ray was throwing out power bombs on Hoovy and Hoovitude was like doing like military presses and stuff like that. So that you weren't getting like all the classic Lucha stuff that they're known for. So bit of a weird bag. Maybe they're just changing it up from the first night, I guess, because you don't want to have the same thing both nights. So I guess that's that makes sense. Also, they're still, you know, I don't want to say practicing, but they're, you know, they are in the ring together trying to, I guess, build to something, but Mm-hmm. they're not veterans right now, you know, so they're, it's going to not, it's going to look like it's not um, what we see nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. that made yeah. any sense. Please just stop. <laughs> well, it, to me, it, this match kind of felt like just a bunch of moves, you know what I mean? It didn't yeah. feel like, I mean, maybe there is an underlying story to it, but, um, but actually, I don't even know if I mentioned uh, Hoovitude won their first night yes. match. So, Ray's out to try to uh, avenge to try to avenge that loss. Um, two out of three falls once again. And in the beginning, there's there's some springboards, some Marana's, um, but uh, Hoovitude is able to win the first fall with a dragon suplex with a bridge. And then, uh, but Ray fights back, hits a power bomb, hits a lion salt for a two count, hits a doctor bomb for the fall. So I don't know is that yeah. his finisher at this point, Ray Mysterio. Uh, it's just it's very jarring to see Rey Mysterio throwing out power bombs and stuff like that. I was going to say, yeah. Um, so we're knotted up at one to one. So next fall wins. Um, Tude's throwing out some pretty impressive moves. I do. I love the like the military press into the fall away slam, which looked really impressive. And then yeah, they uh, they fight in the crowd a little bit. They uh, they like fight through the back door into the parking lot. Hoovitude gives Ray a power bomb onto a hood of a car and then leaps off the hood and her and Con- Ray leaps off the hood and her and Conrana's Guerrera. Yeah. Um, so fun little like spot there. With, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know whose car that was, but uh, Ray in the ring or outside of the ring. Ray throws a chair at Hoovitude and then the chair just wraps around his head. So they're being pretty stiff. Like I said, they know they're an ECW, so they're adding the extreme elements to their Lucha stuff. So I like that. Yeah. Hoovitude um, goes for a splash mountain powerbomb off the second rope inside the ring. But Ray counters into a Hearn Canrana for the win. So Ray gets the win here. Yeah. Uh, avenges his loss from the previous night. And then uh, one thing I did like about this is towards the end of the match, the crowd was chanting, we want tables. 
but I don't think a table spot was planned. So after the pinfall, Ray just brought Hoovitude out of the ring and powerbombed him through a table. And the crowd yeah. loved it. The crowd ate it up. Give Huge them what ECW they want. Chance. I mean, yep. yeah, I think it was a win at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I said boring. It just at the end of the at the end of this show, I think it's up there with the with the you know one of the best matches of the night. It was just really mm-hmm. interesting. And again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Going back and watching this, you're watching two legends go at it. Maybe they are you know practicing their moves, getting ready for the next step in their career. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, an ECW match, and that's what we got. They always throw out like a lucha match in these in this era, so. It's always yep. fun. You don't want to be watching chairs and no. kendo sticks the entire show. So yeah, but we get some of that in this next match. We got old uh, Cactus Jack versus Mikey Whipwreck, and this is the final match for Cactus Jack in ECW, going off to greener pastures after this as mankind. But yeah. um, Jack and Mikey have a, a storied. History, they were tag team partners, and then now they're enemies. Uh, Jack has been a heel. He's been like the big time, you know, I'm going to WWE type of guy. But he kind of threw that out the window in this match because he knew this is his last match. So he's yeah. like, let's have a proper match with Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, the crowd knew it was his last match. Very pro cactus. He even got a standing ovation both before the match and after the match. So, and Jack, Mick Foley... By God, he's he's wrestling this match like it's his, it's his last match ever. Seriously, some of the bumps he's taken. I don't know if you. I was thinking that, the same thing. Yeah. What kind of stuck just, out to you in this? Yeah, I think that right there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seemed like, dude, you're going to the WWF. Like, calm it down. But it was yeah. actually a really good brawl. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was. You know, I think it was more about the moment here. You know, for sure, it wasn't yeah. an amazing match, but at the end, we'll get to that what he says and what he does. Um, yeah, just a brawl. I mean, that's what you expect mm-hmm. out of Cactus Jack. Um, again, I think the the point there or here is, you know, he's going to the WWF. That's that's the moment. Yeah, and it's because Shane Douglas went to the WWF recently before this and it didn't pan out for him. So maybe because obviously he couldn't predict the success that he would have. So maybe he's like, well, maybe it might not work out for me in WWF. This could be my last yeah. real, like, significant match. And um, that's so a good point. All the bumps he's done, like the classic ones that he's taken all his whole entire career, um, like the uh, the elbow off the second rope to the concrete floor. He's doing um, like he he would be like on the apron. And then he'd get knocked off the apron and go like back and neck first into the steel barricade. Yeah. Um, a lot even, of outside action. He even does like an like a Asai senton, like not a moonsault off the second rope to the outside, but he just like throws yeah. his body just with reckless abandon. I mean, this is just the peak Cactus Jack like bullshittery here. Um, chair shots to the head. I mean, there's one point where Mikey just hits him like five times in a row in the head, yeah. unprotected. Um, Mikey, uh, we get some spots where, where Mikey has cactus in the crowd and he springboards from the from the ring into the crowd. So um, Mikey's showing out as well. 
as is Cactus. Uh, Cactus is able to hit a pile driver on Mikey for two. Then he hits a double arm DDT for two. So Mikey's showing his resilience here. Um, but ultimately, Cactus is able to hit a pile driver onto Mikey, onto a chair yeah. for the win. So, yeah, it seemed like Cactus was reverting to his, his old self, um, reverting to like the death match Cactus Jack of this yeah. match. So, yeah, um, giving the fans one more, you know, hoorah. To me, Matt, this match was, it felt kind of plotting at certain points. Like it wasn't particularly exciting. It was just like gnarly to watch, but it was fine yeah. for what it was. Um, exactly. It was a it was a good old fashioned brawl. And that's what you got out of it. Yeah. And like I said, the crowd, they give Cactus a standing ovation after the match as well. He raises Mikey's hand. Um so they got some respect there, I guess. And then and Mick Foley, he cuts a promo. He puts over the ECW locker room, says that they, they actually give a damn yeah. as opposed to, you know, WCW and uh, shouts out Hack Myers and Sabu and the Eliminators says. Um, and then Cactus is like, if this company can live without Terry Funk, it can live without Cactus Jack. And to be honest, ECW goes bigger heights without him not because yeah. he's not there but no, like no. They, they do survive without him and then um steve calls out stevie richards and blue me yes. or i guess they're his buddies and the heartbreak kid they call him of course of course and then uh they dance and then cactus <laughs> dances his way out of there yeah that Good was stuff, his final right? wish isn't that how you would want to go out yep strutting yep. with blue Meanie. yeah yeah, it was it was great. It really, really was a great moment. And I'm glad we I was able to, uh, you know, review this and talk about it because it's just right there. You just know you just know Foley is ready. And he mm. was. And what was really cool, too, is the, uh, the sign guy, his sign. Did you catch that? I did not. It said, keep Uncle Vince away from uh, Dewey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so far so good. Yeah, yes, allegedly. Yeah, but. I mean, we always talk about it. Wrestling is about one thing; it's about the moments. That's what we got here. This is a moment that we'll remember, you know, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, if this show is known for anything, it's known it's for Cassius Jack's last match. So, yeah, pretty cool moment, like you said. Yeah, but, that's uh, pretty much all we got out of this fucking show. <laughs> you 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 didn't like the Bruise Brothers? Jesus Christ. Pitbulls were cool. Do you know who the Bruise Brothers are? It's a team yeah. that we've covered together. Ron and Don. Yeah, buddy. The Blue Come Brothers on. from SummerSlam 95 that we covered. Oh, shit. Yes. What a great pay-per-view. So me and you are kind of chronologicking. Chron 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 chronolog yeah, we could chron say that. Chronolog chron we're covering the entire career of the go. Blue Brothers, the Harris Brothers here. So let's cut that and use that for a clip. No, I don't think so. <laughs> chronologic, uh, chronologic, chronologic. 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 No, no chronological. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. Oh. Chrono. Chrono. I don't know if that's a word, dude. Chronologicing. Like cat, cat, or cataloging, maybe. Cataloging. Cataloging. I've never heard that. Um, I don't know. I'm having a stroke. Um, but the Pitbulls yeah. are here. It's of course the team of Pitbull number one and Pitbull number two. 
um, with Francine, of course. Yes. She's a smoke show. I'd give. Yeah. I'd take her for a nice seafood dinner. (laughs) And uh, Jesus, you're married. Come on. Just 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 dinner. Nick. It's just dinner. So we got uh, the Bruce Brothers here versus the Pitbulls. Yeah. The uh, Bruce Brothers are a part of Raven's flock, I guess, at this point. And the Pitbulls are aligned with Tommy Dreamer. So this is kind of a branch off of the Tommy Dreamer Raven feud that's going on right now. But uh, Tommy's shoulder is separated at this point, so he's not wrestling on the card. But um, this match is another one that's cut. <laughs> it's dude, probably uh, for the best. Too but. many cuts. It's like I'm watching Raw dude. with that uh, what's-his-face done that does all the, the cuts. Kevin Dunn. Yeah. Kevin Dunn, yeah. It was just hard to watch as, you know, watching it on TV. Maybe it was cooler there, but just so hard to follow. So many cuts. Well, it just seemed like a lot of mindless fighting in the crowd. So yeah. I'm not mad that it was cut personally. Yeah. Although there was a crazy super bomb from the oh, Pitbulls yes. to the Blue. It's a power bomb off the second rope, but it, they damn near threw yeah. one of the Harris brothers all the way across the ring. Very impressive yeah. looking. Uh, but Stevie Richards and Blue Meanie, otherwise known as the Fabulous Ones. Yeah, we see them a lot. They're all over the show, pal. Yeah. They're also aligned with Raven and the Bruise Brothers, so they come in to help the Bruisers. But Francine gets in there to try to stop them. Stevie gives Francine a super kick right to the chops. Yeah. And Tommy Dreamer comes out, has a fake arm for some reason. I guess he's like... He's like trying to feign that he has an injury, but he, he is injured because he takes off his fake arm and he's still like holding his arm. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is, but he has a fake arm to hit him with. Yep. Uh, and I guess the match just gets thrown out. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was like a plastic is. sling or something. Something you don't see often. Not like a not lot of plastic normal... slings in wrestling. Yeah. What's up? I said not a lot of plastic slings in wrestling. That's for sure. No. No, that's what you get with EC dub. I don't know. This, did this match, did this segment do anything for you? No, I think just that super powerbomb. I mean, those are the little gems you get with ECW. ECW. Jesus. ECW, you yeah, know. It's, it's just. Contagious. Yeah. It's just chronological, you know. <laughs> get fuck off. But uh, yeah, those are the, you know, it's not a great match, but you get, you know, like I said, those gems in, in the match. And it's like, okay, cool. Next. Well, next. You asked for next. You know what you get next. What do we get? Big Titan. Oh my god! Versus Sabu. Do yeah. uh, who is? Oh yeah. Do, do you have any idea who Big Titan is? Yeah, it's Rick. What? Rick. Rick who? Rick. Booger Bogger. Rick Boogs. Boog. No, not Rick Boogs. Wait, is, are you being for real though? I think that's his name. Yeah, he's the uh, the fake. Uh, yeah, God yeah. Damn it, Roman or no, Razor Ramon. Wow, yeah, Rick Bogner. Wow, you actually knew Bogner. his fucking name. That's impressive, dude. I um, told you, I took my notes. Look at this it guy doing his homework. Me. I'm a, still trying to get over my cold, buddy, but I'm there. <laughs> me too. Um, but uh, yeah, so Big Titan, which I guess tight. I don't know, is Titan a reference to WWE or is that just yeah. his name? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like you said, he goes on to be the fake Razor later in the year. And um, that's about all he's ever done other than this match with Sabu. But yeah, this was just OK. Big tight. He reminded me of Lex Luger, like aesthetically. This is the way he looked yeah. kind of a more athletic 
Lex Luger. I was I didn't I didn't hate Big Titan here, even no. though I mean the match wasn't anything special, but Yeah, uh, but this is not what you come to see as an ECW fan, you know? Lucky for us. More cuts. So More we didn't cut. see the entire match. We got it cuts. They they like do the intros, they they scuffle a little bit in the beginning, and then it cuts to uh Sabu is laid out on a table bridge in between the yeah. ring and the barricade. Titan goes to plancha over the top rope, but Sabu moves. So Titan goes through the table in the ring. Sabu hits a Frankensteiner and uh, the Titan fights back, goes for a spine buster. But Sabu counters into a DDT on a chair, which looked pretty nasty. And then uh, does his little Arabian face buster for the win. For the win. So Sabu gets the win here over Big Titan, and Titan gets some "Don't Come Back" chance. Yeah, was fun. Did, did, did this one tickle your pickle, there, Nick? Nah, man, this was just another match that was not. I don't know. It's just too much. You know, they tried to put so much on the show. Again, you want to get the big names. I get it, Sabu, but just didn't feel ECW to me. It just felt like okay, let's try and put this guy over and. You know, let's get on with the next match. You know what? Fuck it. We'll cut it. You're saying Big Titan doesn't feel like ECW? Yeah, this match didn't feel like ECW. Oh, I beg to differ, but I, I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll move on to the ECW world title match. Yeah. We got the champion Raven, of course, accompanied by Stevie Richards, Blue Manie, yes. and Kimona Wanalea. Versus Shane Douglas. So Shane Douglas getting a title shot here. And uh, Raven, like we mentioned, still has gout. So yeah. he's like literally coming to the ring on crutches about to defend his title. And yeah. um, cuts a little promo in the beginning. Uh, Stevie or Stevie Richards is like, look, Raven, you can't wrestle tonight. And then Raven's like, you know what? You're probably right. The crutches probably signify that, that I shouldn't be wrestling. So I'm not going to wrestle. And then Shane Douglas is like, fuck you. And then hits him anyways. And then the bell rings. So I guess he is wrestling. So maybe Raven shouldn't have come to the ring if he didn't want to wrestle. But that's that's teach their own. Yeah. Um, and you could really see it. He was nursing it. And then the, the, I mean, what yeah. are you going to do? He's a champ, you know? Exactly. Um, wait, are we going to give Big Titan the title shot? Yeah. I mean, you got to do go. something. But he got uh, they, they, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors here. You have like Stevie and Meanie getting involved. Yeah, a lot of shortcuts. A lot of shortcuts. A lot and of. I think know. for that reason, you know. But um, I don't know what you think of this match. I, I I think I liked it more than I thought I would. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I think I understood why there was a lot of shortcuts. Raven is injured. You can tell. Uh, again, we brought it up earlier. Shane Douglas looks like a million bucks. Raven, mm-hmm. as much as he, you know, seemed like he was in pain, um, he put up for a champ, you know, and that's what you want out of your champion. Um, again, it's just ECW shit happens in this match. You know, that just, <laughs> what? Why? Who? I don't yeah. understand. But, yeah, I'm with you. It was it was a decent match. I think I was a little confused on, it, you know, not being, uh, you know, going not going on last. But I guess maybe yeah. Raven had somewhere to go or something. <laughs> had to go get his foot checked out maybe yeah for that gout 
I mean, you got Kimono want to lay out there. I would want to get out of yeah. there quick too, you know? Oh, yes. And that whole sequence too. We talking about the spanking? Yeah. What'd you think and about she that? She loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, again, ECW, the crowd was eating it up. She was loving it. She got back up and, you know, basically asking for more. Um, yeah, that's what you get. That's ECW. And that's the time too, you know, different time right now, 2023 compared to 96 in yeah. South Philadelphia at an ECW, you know, <laughs> show. It's just, I don't know. It was fun. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, if it, like I felt invested in this match more so than most matches that are on this card. And, yeah. um, like, especially towards the end, I mean, there's some good false finishes, false finishes and stuff. And um, Shane Douglas is the baby face here, which feels a little awkward. I feel like he's just a natural heel because like Douglas, is, he's like doing dives to the outside, but they're not very yeah. good. Like he almost like trips on characteristics, top too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Douglas hits a DDT onto Raven onto a chair but Kimona gets in to make the save and it's the spot that you mentioned where yeah. Shane Douglas puts her over his knee and spanks her, but Kimona likes it. So she asks him to do it again and Shane just kisses her and pie faces her. Guy, yeah. woman, get out of here. Throws her down. Good times. Just like the good old days. Uh, Raven hits a low blow, taking advantage of this distraction. There's a ref bump in here for whatever reason. I don't know why that's yeah. necessary in ECW. Uh, I think, again, it's just the shortcuts, you know, to help out Raven. But it's ECW. Like, there's no rules, right? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Stevie's in. Meanie's in. Blue Meanie goes for a moonsault. But They're misses. <laughs> they never leave. Um, Shane takes them both out with belly to bellies. Hits Raven with a belly to belly. But there's no ref. So in come the Bruise Brothers, <laughs> double Jesus. big boot onto uh, Shane Douglas. But Shane fights back, hits a stun gun in the corner, hits some chair shots in the Bruise Brothers. But Raven is back, hits the even flow DDT onto the chair, gets the win somehow fighting through the gout. Raven yeah. gets the win. What a what a hero. Cody's yeah. torn pack. Fuck off. It's all about gout. It's it's the gout yeah. match for Raven. Yeah. So um, Raven yeah. Raven gets the win. Like I, there there were some moments towards the end where it seemed like Shane might win. So I was like, okay, I get it. I like I like the drama. There's some exactly. sense of drama in this match, which is which is pretty much absent from anything else on the show. Yeah. So, and and Styles does a really good job trying to sell the main event. Well, I mean, I guess the the title match. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. you can tell. Because there's a whole underlying story, too, of um, so Shane, Shane Douglas, Sandman and Tommy Dreamer all are. It's like a pact, I guess. Yeah. But they're they're like there's misunderstandings like Shane's like, hey, I'm going to win the title, guys. But you but I'll also protect you. And then there's like Tommy's like, but I want the title. And Sandman's like, but I want the title. And so it's like they're working together, but they also have their own kind of motivations, I guess. But. That's yeah. kind of it, it like breaks down at the end because like the Bruce brothers continue to beat on Shane Douglas and then Dreamer comes out. Sandman comes out. Kane's for everybody. And then the last thing you see in this is Shane is like on like sitting in the corner as Sandman and Tommy Dreamer are 
going at bickering back and forth. Um, also, there's a spot where uh, I think his Sandman wraps a chair around Raven's leg, his gout leg, and he's like going to stomp on it to break his leg. But then Tommy, yeah. but Tommy's like, no, I want to do it. And the Sandman's like, no, I want to do it. And then as they're fighting, Shane Douglas sneaks through the back door and comes off the top rope and hits a splash onto the chair that is wrapped around Raven's legs. So I guess riding him off for a while, I would assume. Yeah. So a little, little tension there, but I guess yeah. I'm building to something, I guess. Some decent storyline, you know, decent storytelling. Excuse me. I do like it. I do yeah. like it. But uh, you know what I did not like? Give it to me. The main events. Jesus. We got a three way tag yeah. team elimination match. It sounds like an ECW original. If it if that doesn't, the names yeah. in this will. It is Sandman and Two Cold Scorpio versus the Gangsters versus the Headhunters. So the Headhunters come out first. Scorpio and Sandman come out. And these two teams start going at it before the gangsters even come out, which is like, why would you do that? But yeah, I guess they don't like each other. So that's why. But um, Scorpio, for whatever reason, he starts beating on Damian Kane, who was the manager. I feel like Damian Kane feels like he's a bigger deal than he actually is, like for real, for real, because he's no selling everything. Scorpio is hitting him with a Singapore cane. And Damien Kane is not registering anything. He just wants to grab the cane and hit Scorpio. It's like, yeah, this is why he never became a big deal, I think. But <laughs> that's never. the reason. <laughs> I mean, he's just an asshole. Yeah, but makes sense. There's a cat fight breaking out. I mean, yeah, who's out just, there? Missy Hyatt's out there with Sandman. You got Lady Alexandra out there with the headhunters. It's just a bunch of nonsense. But I yeah. don't know. Am I wrong? What do you think about this? Yeah, like I said in the beginning, um, it's just an ECW original. I mean, it's a triple or a triangle match. It's uh, just odd, man. Just I guess the ideas, like they, you know, of course, uh, Heyman, the evil genius. I think he's making these things up, and it. it I don't want to say it was enjoyable, but it was. I mean, I was watching. I mean, I was. I wasn't enjoying it like the Mysterio Guerrero match, but I. I I don't want to say my eyes were glued, but I was, you know, I was in it. Maybe because there was so much going on, you know, like you said, there were so many people out there. I mean, each group had an entourage. So maybe right. that's why I was intrigued, but the match wasn't amazing. I mean, it had some good moments. Um, yeah, just an ECW what, original, you know. What, what moments stuck out to you in this match? Uh, the uh, 450 splash. From uh, Scorpio, right? Yeah. I, I mean, he's if if you're saying it's anyone that's, you know, the next big star in this match, I think it's him. Yeah. I mean, Sandman has the charisma. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying like as far as a, a star, I mean, Sandman definitely has the charisma or at least it seems like it judging by the reaction he gets. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, and it's an elimination match. So like you said, Scorpio hits the 450 on one of the headhunters. Eliminates him. Um, but they like the headhunters stick around and keep fighting. So, it, again, it's like a lot of mindless brawling. This match, yeah. I, I, I can't say I really cared about <laughs> a lot of what was going on. No. Even I, I, I do appreciate how they built to this with like the promo in the beginning and all that stuff. But ultimately, yeah. there's no titles on the line. What are the stakes? Exactly. Don't really care. But it was yeah. chaos. 
they're probably playing to the live crowd more than anything. Yeah. Um, I think you brought up the point there. I think if it's anyone, yeah, maybe it's Sandman, but it's in Philadelphia. He's a fan favorite. Yeah, they're at their arena. Um, his leg drop was pretty cool too. Dude, Sandman is like low key a great athlete. Yep. <laughs> at he least really at this is. point he is. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if he did it in this match, but he does this thing where he like has a Singapore cane in his hand and he leaps over the top rope and hits the guy as he's coming down with it. I think he might have done that like in the opening, maybe. But yeah. um yeah, Sandman's great, but otherwise, I mean the headhunters, they lost their match the first night, and they they're the first eliminated here, so they're pretty much dead in the water as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the gangsters like New Jack. I love this promo, but man, their yeah. matches. It's just like, here's a chair. Ugh, gush, gush, gush. It's just chairs and cookie sheets. And like I said, maybe for the live crowd, they loved it. But me watching it on a, t- on a yeah. television, you can go eat my ass with this match. But yeah, it was tough. It was tough to watch. And again, that's why I brought up maybe this shouldn't have uh, been the uh, main event. But uh, yeah, blah. You know, that's yeah. what it is. At the end of the day. You know, this was not great, but Sandman had a couple good moments. Scorpio had a couple good moments. And I think that's really what, you know, that was the reason why it was the main event, because these guys were over. Well, Sandman was. I mean, Scorpio, the fans like his movesets, likes his like their pro like likes his promos. Mm-hmm. But um, again, blah. Yeah. And um, I guess it's just a typo on this. So like, like we said, Scorpio eliminates the headhunters with a 450. The headhunters continue to beat on Sandman. They like they brawl to the back. So Sandman's out of commission. So this leaves the gangsters to two on one against Scorpio. They do this like brain buster dropkick combo, which is pretty fun. Maybe the yeah. only wrestling match they did in this match. But um, I think New Jack, no, Scorpio hits a power slam. And a splash. Well, no, the gangsters win this. See, I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. I don't even know who won. Yeah. So, the, but the gangsters win. One of them hits a power slam. They do. I, yeah. I think it's Mustafa hits a power slam. New Jack hits a splash. So the gangsters win. What does that mean? Hell, I don't know. New Jack will probably be in prison by the next show again. But, yeah, seriously. Um, I, yeah, I think that's pretty, pretty much. I mean, any, any other thoughts on this one? No, please. This was just, you know, again. High spots, the leg drop, the 450, um, Sandman being Sandman. That's it. That's what it was. And it's ECW, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've been saying that all episode. This is what you get out of an ECW show, and you know, you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've said that before too. It's like when you turn on an ECW show in this era, you're like not confused. Like, is this ECW? No, it's 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 ECW. It's consistent. These ECW shows, yeah. like there's not like great ones, but there's not like uh, there's a few terrible ones. But I feel like this oh, one, yeah. I don't know. What would you if, 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 if you had to grade this from S to F? What would you what S would you what would you grade? Big ass extreme bash 1996. What is S? S is uh, the top. T- Have you ever done like a tier list? No, I okay. watch you do it. Well, S is the best. F okay. is the worst. And what's in between? Is it just A, B, C, D, E, F? Oh, you're saying I thought you said S. Yeah, S, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Or not G, F. Can I just do one out of 10, man? Nope. S to F. (laughs) I don't know, dude. I would say uh, 
S being like the best show ever. Yeah, yeah. F being the drizzling shits. Yeah, I would say a D plus. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And the plus is for Mick Foley. And everything else was blah. Yeah. Or it Cactus was... Jack. Can't say his name yet. God nope. damn it. Nope, 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 nope. Um, yeah, I probably, I might throw like a C, C minus at it just because I think like I said, like watching, if you watch this whole thing, like all two nights in one sitting, I think it's worse than if you were to watch the first night in one sitting and then the second night. So I think when you, you like go back and see like what we watched, it is better than it feels like. But after like, like I said, the main event being the last thing you see, like, yeah, I know when I watched I this, know. I felt like drained. I was like, God, I'm so annoyed, but there was a lot of good stuff, the Cactus Jack moment and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, again, you know, this is ECW, a good balance of wrestling shenanigans and brawling. Um, I just I think they I don't want to say missed the boat. I mean, I guess the moment is maybe again, hindsight's 2020. The moment and the big moment for this show was obviously Cactus Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of just, you know, I'm. I mean, we keep saying it. This is ECW. Maybe it doesn't have to make sense, but people no. are going to get their spots in. They're going to get their promos in, and it's going to be, you know, an ECW show. Like it or not, it's going to be extreme. It's going to have some ups. It's going to have some downs. But, again, we I can't not say this over and over again. This is Cactus Jack, man. This is yeah. Mick Foley. This is who he is now, a Hall of Famer. And this is just the beginning, and it was really cool to – see this, you know, see his promo again, maybe his matches, that match wasn't great, but the moment is Cactus Jack leaving for uh, the WWF. Uh, I think big Titan had had his moment. Jesus. Personally, I'm a big, big Titan guy. Yeah. Um, But I guess, you know, preferences in wrestling, they aren't universal, but you know what is boom, baby. You know what is the universal wrestling podcast. Once again, Nick, thank you for taking the time to check out this show Come on and, and discuss it. Where can everybody find you and Keith and the rest yes, of sir. it? And then the whole Universal Wrestling Pod, the UW Pod universe. There you go. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at the UW Pod, Instagram at UW Podcast. We do have a fancy website, uwpod.com, and we are associated with the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Go check them out. They're on YouTube. They're on Instagram. They're, we have a fancy website for that, too. Um, a lot of great content pumping out of there, sports, wrestling, entertainment. It's a, it's a great network. Come check us out. Um, but most importantly, go check out your boy, Kyle from the apron, apron bump. Damn it. I screwed it up. Kyle, wow, you almost had it. You I fumbled did. it at the one yard line. Yep. Now I'm but, not even uh, going to release this. Yeah. Cheers to you, buddy. Thanks for having me back. Hey, on. Big kisses all around. There you go. There we go. Maybe a little, maybe some little kisses for you. Once again, thank you to Nick of the Universal Wrestling Podcast for joining me on this big ass extreme bash. Wouldn't have anyone else to join me for two nights of that. Um, Follow the UW pod on Twitter, Instagram. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Watch on YouTube and do all the same things for me while you're at it. Give the video a like if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a comment. Um, you know, rate the podcast, review it, do all that stuff. It really helps out. And but before we go, you know what time it is. Hit it. 
WCW, ECW, WWF, who's the hardest promotion, Eric or Vince or Polly? I think we can agree, though, it's mostly shit. Okie dokie. So, the hardest promotion of 1996 battle continues. If you're unfamiliar with this, this is your first time tuning in for this portion. Basically, what this is, is if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, I'm sharing my screen. You'll see, you'll be able to follow the entire journey here, uh, but I will describe it for those in audio land. So basically, we look at the show, we grade it from a scale of S to F, S being the highest, F being the lowest. And uh, we take that all into account, but we also take a look and see if this show gave us the best or the worst of 1996 up to this point. Best matches, best show, best wrestlers, best storylines, all that stuff, and we'll get into it. But first things first, I'm the realist. We have to grade this event, Big Ass Extreme Bash. So my first instinct is to give it a C because ECW, as we kind of talked about in the episode, it's very consistent, but it's also not great. It's also not terrible. For the most part, Big Apple Blizzard, Blizzard Blast was pretty bad. So you can see it has an F and so is just another. You know what? Actually, ECW might be terrible at this point. <laughs> but I, I thought this show was pretty solid, actually. I thought the pacing was weird, but I think the content overall was fine. I don't think it's B territory, but I think a C. I think a C is fair in this case. So we'll give this bad boy a C, which gives it three points. So now the question is, because... One of the criteria for this entire race between these companies is who has the best average grade of pay-per-view. So we'll take a look at this tab here. And as we can see, WWF still has the best average grade of B, whereas WCW and ECW both have an average grade of D. So WWF still in the lead here. And that brings us to our overall scoreboard here so best overall average grade wwf so they get six points for that best pay-per-view as of right now wrestlemania 12 has that spot and i don't think this show was better than that so wwf still has that that's two points for them worst pay-per-view this definitely was not the worst pay-per-view of this year so far not great but definitely not the worst you know it was the worst wcw super brawl 1996 uh, so that's negative one point for WCW in ring. So this is kind of just a general, like which company has like the most, the best in ring, like on average, I guess, overall. Um, right now I'm saying WWF because <clears throat> I got Sean and Brett um, at the top. They got Diesel and Taker doing good stuff. But um ECW, man, they get look at Hoovy and Ray. Great stuff. I think Shane Douglas is really good. Uh, I guess that's it, huh? <laughs> well, there were other, weren't there other good matches on this show? Like the Eliminators are there, but they haven't really shown what they're capable of yet. So I can't, we, we, we're not taking into account, you know, future things, right? So. I think I might still keep it WWF. It's definitely not WCW, that's for sure. Um, yeah, ECW is good. I think it's close, but I think WWF still has it. You know, Owen Hart, you got 
all that stuff over there. Um, best match right now. We're tracking Shawn Michaels versus, by, by the way, best overall in ring gives WWF four points. Best match right now. We are tracking Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 12 as the best match of the year so far. I don't think any match on this show is better than that. So WWF still has that, and that's two points for them. Worst match of the year, Hogan versus Giant at Super Brawl 1996. Um, I guess, yeah. Because like I've said this before, you got to take into account like the the the, uh, the scale of the match as well, right? Because you could be like, well... Fucking, you know, Pitbulls versus the Bruise Brothers was worse than that. I don't even know if it was, but that's also just it's a throwaway match in the middle of the show. They barely showed it. So not a huge impact on the show. But Hogan versus Giant was a main event of a pay-per-view. So uh, I think Hogan Giant still has that. So that's negative one point for WCW. Once again, best roster overall. I think WCW still... And we're like I said, we're about to enter a period where there's going to be a lot of flip flopping. So this could change. But right now, I think WCW with Hogan and Macho Man and Flair. And then you got like the cruiserweights and like Benoit, Eddie, um, Booker T. You got the public enemy just went over. Like you got a lot of varying kind of characters over there and a lot of star power, especially with Hogan and Macho Man. I mean, those two alone. Kind of put it over the top of anything WWF and ECW are doing. But do we, the question is, do we take into account like work rate into this? Because Hogan obviously isn't giving you the work rate. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's both, right? We're taking both into account. I think WCW still has this. So that's four points for them. Uh, wrestler of the year, Shawn Michaels. I don't think this show changed that at all. I don't even know who would be close. I guess Cactus Jack, you could argue, but um, maybe by the end of the year. Who knows? But right now, I think it's still Shawn Michaels. So WWF has two points for that. Uh, worst wrestler of the year, Hulk Hogan. Is there anyone on this show that was worse? Um, New Jack, potentially. But his promos are awesome. So for that reason and that reason only. I think Hogan, but yeah, we're going to keep it Hogan. So that's negative one point for WCW out of ring. So we're looking at gimmicks, characters, promos, storylines, best overall out of ring stuff. Right now I have WWF this show. What did we have on this show? We got, you know, more, uh, you know, Ravens, the champion. And then you got dreamer Sandman and Shane Douglas kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a contrived storyline. So I don't think I don't think that's necessarily that great. Um, and not a lot else, honestly, storyline wise. I guess you got Brian Pillman's there, but that's I don't know. WWF still has this. I mean, you have Diesel still there. He's doing really awesome stuff. Takers there. You got um, Sean just won the championship from Brett. Uh, gold dust is there. Yeah. WWF, I think is the most complete out of the ring with storylines and all that stuff. So, um, so WWF gets four points for that best character storyline right now, right now we're checking gold dust as the best, best character. 
Yeah. Again, I think, yeah, better than anything on, on the CCW show we just covered. So Goldust has that. So WWF gets two points. Worst character, Dungeon of Doom. I've said this before. I don't see that changing. But, um, yeah, nothing Nothing was super terrible. Like I said, ECW is kind of down the middle a lot of times. So WCW has that negative one point. And I, with that, I think, again, nothing changed, I don't think. So WWF sweeping as of right now. They got 22 points in WCW and ECW, both with zero. But, again, this year is a crazy one. So things will change for sure. But with that, I think that about does it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. Big old smooch. Big ass smooches for everybody. I'm hard. Yeah.